and welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart i'm your host israel and my guest today is wafa alam the founder of one frame production thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary today thank you um israel to uh, to invite me to this amazing podcast and i'm really happy to be your guest today yeah um how are you doing today how are you feeling um how's everything going in your world yeah it's good good everything is fine actually much work and uh many projects we are working now and uh, we are doing so sometimes you feel like you are under pressure because like there's many many things to do but at the same time you feel like you are happy because you are creating things and doing things at the same time yeah 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 that's always a good vibe to get um so let's start let's go back a bit right um when did you move to canada and what was the reason for your migration mm-hmm. see like i have a little bit um, a story before coming to canada i don't know if i have time to summarize this story. Let, let's yeah yeah let's let's just do it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm a journalist. I'm from Bahrain, actually, and um, uh, I used to live in Lebanon for nine years before coming to here. Since 2011, there was a huge protest in my country, and there is a political uh, crisis there. So uh, my husband, he was activist. So we took we took the decision to uh, move from Bahrain because he was uh, one of the activists, and then we moved to to UK, then to Egypt, then uh, to Beirut and Lebanon. And we stayed there for nine years. Uh, We worked as a journalist in one of the most important Arabic um, channel and news channel there. Uh, But after then, uh, my husband, uh, like my husband passport just expired and we try to figure out if we can renew the passport and the authority there in our country. They, they didn't give us like a word if we if he goes back, then he will be safe. So we were somehow in a trouble. Then we decide to move uh, from Lebanon to Canada. So for me, it's like, you know, many journey in one journey of life. And we came here was like, mm, what we we're going to do here? <laughs> because we are starting from zero, like from scratch again. And we have to build again our life. Mm. But um, then I took like my time to think what you want to do. Like you are a journalist and TV presenter. And what you want to do here in Halifax, especially that you don't know anybody. And after that, I was like, you know, I, I, t- I took a long time to take the decision what I want to do exactly. But then mm. I, I realized that I want to stay in my career. Uh, I want to complete in this jer- like my journey as a journalist, as a TV presenter. So I established my own production company and I call it One Frame Production Company. It's just established uh, since three months ago. Mm. And... Uh, I felt like it's my baby <laughs> and I'm really taking care about it all the time. And I, I feel like it's my challenge to, to put this company in the track in this, uh, in this, uh, in, in Halifax and Nova Scotia. Uh, 
and um, to do something new here in this uh, in the city. And I think mm. there is a really huge opportunity to work here in Halifax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, let's, you know, go back a bit uh, and break the story to pieces. So like uh, when you were growing up, like, did you want to be a TV presenter, a journalist? Is that something you want to be growing up? Yes, yeah, I was... I was 10 years. I still remember this conversation between me and my friend. And uh, she said, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a journalist. I want to be a voice for the poor people, to helping people, to be the voice for the people who don't have a voice. Like, you know, that was like, I don't know why, from where I bring this thought, but that was like the the idea that, that I have on my mind. And she said for me, I want to be a doctor. And like only my compliment was, everyone want to be a doctor. And I know you will not be a doctor, <laughs> you know? And then she said for yeah. me, you will not be a journalist. I said, I'll be a journalist and I'll show you. And that's <laughs> you know, it was like, and I think it was, it was a flame within me that I want to be a journalist, that I want to be, uh, a person who uh, give the people the voice and to be their voice to to tell their problem and mm. uh, yeah uh, it wasn't on my mind to be a TV presenter actually uh, but like with the time then I experienced to be a TV uh, uh, presenter and it was for me it was amazing experience it's given me a lot and um, uh, it's bold who I am now, like um, in different mm. level in my personality. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did the TV presenter thing happen? And like, uh, I, and then actually before we get to the TV presenter part, I want to stay in the journalism lane. Did you now go to school to become a journalist? Sorry? Did you like go to school to become a journalist? Yeah, I finished my university in, in, uh, uh, in journalism. Just I want to tell you like small story as well. Like still I was, I was young and maybe after a year after the conversation with my friend and my, my dad, he, he, my dad, he is a journalist as well. And he came to me and he said, this is a newspaper looking for something called a little journalist for the kids. I was like, oh. yeah, I want to be a journalist. <laughs> so I had the, I had the card that said the little journalist to a file. I mean, I was like, oh my God, I'm a journalist. And then, uh, yeah, when wow. I completed my high school, um, yeah, I decided to, to complete, uh, to, to go through like the journal, to, to be a journalist. So I, I, mm. I complete this uh, subject. And about the TV, it's happened, I don't know if it's like by chance, I don't know how to, what, what to call it exactly, but one day, even my dad, he came to me again and he said for me, um, t the, our national TV, they are looking for a TV, uh, for a TV uh, presenter. So would, do you like to go through this experience? I was like, mm, I don't know, but why not? Because it's a different <laughs> oh, type nice. of journalism, you know? And yes, then yes, I, yes. 
I, there was a huge workshop. They, they trained us how to react in front of camera, what to do, and all these things for three months. Um, mm. And then uh, they did for us a test to see if we are uh, uh, ready enough to be on air. And yeah, mm. it's, it's happened and it was like, you know, it's, it, it was different experience than uh, print journalism. It's like totally different. Do you remember the very first time you went on TV to present? Do you when? remember the very first time you went yeah, on TV? Yeah, yeah, I remember very much. You know, even I have still I have my my first jacket, and every time I open my uh, my cabinet, like I I just want oh, this is my first jacket <laughs> that I wear it on, nice. on TV, and. Uh, I still can remember how how was my feeling, and uh, it's um, you know it's, it's just complicated between you are stressed and you are so excited and uh, you want to put all your knowledge on the table and to, to tell the people I know how to do it and I have the knowledge. And um, mm -hmm. at that time, uh, I think I, I did very well because many, many people, they came and uh, they told me that, oh, you did very well and um, you surprised us that you can do this. And uh, yeah, I think still I, I can remember the first day, <laughs> you know, because how, I how the people they were in the control room and they want to see what I will do. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what show was it for? Like, was it a news program? What was it for? It was a, a, a morning show program. So there's like different uh, guests uh, from uh, different fields like health and uh, uh, mental health and family, like dif different people in, in one show. Mm. Uh, they were our guest. Uh, yeah, so I start from here. But then with the time, I realized that I'm more in politics than to be in a morning show. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, after, after a while, I had a program. Uh, it's um, a journalism program. So uh, we invite a journalist to tell us uh, what's the news and what's behind uh, the news and that was my favorite my favorite program because it's just uh, between my work as a journalist and at the same time as a tv presenter yeah mm. what was that show called it it's called i don't know how to translate it in english but it's um printed and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Oh, actually, I don't know how to translate it in English. Um, yeah, just say the Arabic name. It's, it's like kind of between print and TV media, something like this, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. What was the name in Arabic? Mar'i wa maqru'. Mar'i, it's mean how long? what what yeah. you can see on the screen, and maqru'. Mm. It's mean what you read. Oh, you can see it and you can read it. How yeah. long was the show for? 
It was one year, but then uh, you know the crisis happened, the protest happened, so just we move uh, to a different country. See, this 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 story for me, uh, it's hard because it wasn't in our hand. It's it's not our decision to leave our country, and at the same times. We we left our uh, our son. He was only three months. Uh, what? And he, he, yeah, and he is he was w without a passport, and then um, we go to UK, wow. and we were waiting uh, for the authority to give him the passport so our parents can uh, bring him to us. So it was like you know very hard time. Like you are in a country and your your son is in another country, and all the time you feel like guilt, like how I left the country and um, I left just my son there. So after six months, uh, like the um, the UK, they refused to give him the visa, and then we took the decision to move from UK to uh, Egypt to just uh, to, uh, our son. And you know it was like very complicated because we, we don't at that time there is no plan like we don't know what we want to do or we don't have many choices actually um, yeah so you know it was like very hard for us to to take the decision what's the ne next step but you know all the time life open the door like if there is some door closed in your face. Like there is another door, it's opened. So then, you know, the Al Mayadin TV, where I worked for nine years, um, they uh, they asked us if we would, uh, if we are interested to work with them, and yeah, we start working and uh, lived in Beirut. Um, were you also like presenting then? Were we what? In the when you moved to Beirut, were you presenting a TV show or was it like a news? Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. I was a TV. Uh, I was a news presenter, and I have many. Uh, I did many uh, uh, programs, political programs, and um, yeah, like different types of a program. But basically, uh, I was a news presenter. Mm. And you did that for nine years. You said. For nine years, you know, I was like in the field that I love because I really love, um, I feel like my interest is on politics and this uh, uh, this channel, it's all about politics, what's happened in the Arab region and even in the world. So it's kind of international news. Yeah, so yeah, for me, like it's, it's really amazing experience. Uh, mm. um, there is like shorts and and somehow it's difficult because you are not with your family and but in the same time you got an, a huge experience in your life um, and it was a really good opportunity for me. Wow, um, were you like over the nine years? What are some of the stories that you reported on that? Uh, still stand out for you? Uh, oh, there is, there was many, many stories. But what, what I remembered, I was on air, uh, like, uh, and um, 
it was um, live uh, coverage for a war in Iraq and uh, our uh, reporter there in Iraq uh, was covering the the uh, the war with Daesh you know I don't know if you know it or not and uh, suddenly that just you heard uh, shooting and and like Oh, 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 there is a shooting, there is a shooting. Like, they, they cannot complete the coverage and, like, you don't know if they are safe or not and just you have to stay strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like, oh, my God, what's happened for, you know, our uh, our reports and we complete the, the coverage. And after closing the coverage, honestly, I felt like all my knees is hurted because, like, and maybe in a second he just will gone like you know it, it's not something easy like there is a reporter in the field and he's covering what's happened he's telling the people what's happening in uh, in the area and in Mosul mm. so yeah yeah it was like for us very stressful and I don't know I don't I don't know how to explain explain my feeling but at that time was like all my bodies was just I was in pain because you don't know what's happened for the reporter and you close the coverage and directly just when I uh, finish I just call him back we try to call him back to see if he's fine if he's still safe and was he safe yeah he was safe thanks God and you know that one one of the uh, things that happened like many many things happen <laughs> but that's what's pop up in my mind now yeah i mean i i can't i can't even imagine you know going through such such an experience because this is someone you worked with and then they are reporting live and then this is happening like while while you are reporting on what they are uh, shooting in the field that that must have been like a very scary experience. I can't even imagine it Yeah, and one time there was a report and um, You know, we prepared the the news before to be on air and uh, But sometimes we don't watch the report directly just we read what what we have in the news and one day I was um, there was a report about uh, war in Yemen and what's happened for the kids and like, I just, the, the report was so intense about the kids and I'm, I'm a person who is really sensitive um, for anything related to kids. And you know, I just hold myself to not to cry. It's like, what's happened? Like, why they are doing that for the kids? Why they are killing people? Mm. And just after I finish, I just, you know, cry so much cry oh. cry to start trying to stop myself but like it's hurting me a lot to see really what's happened for the kids in yemen and mm. what's the situation there and which is still continued now huh um you know i mean you love journalism but you're covering this really really difficult things yeah did it ever get to a point where you're like okay this is too much i'm doing like you know back to the morning show and talking about things that are not as you know so hurtful i don't know not going back to 
to morning show. Uh, still, I feel myself in politics more uh, because I feel like there is a responsibility uh, on us and our as a journalist to cover what's happened and uh, to let people know what's happened. And mm. still, I felt like polit politics is uh, like, you know, as a journalist, you have the responsibility to do that. Not only, you know, I love the entertainment. I love so much. There's many, many morning shows that I love. But at the same time, like within me, I felt like where I can be, mm -hmm. I can be on the other side to be more in politics, more in human rights. Uh, because our region, especially Arab region, is still, there is many conflict there. Uh, there is war in Yemen, there is war in Libya, there is war in Syria, in Syria, you know. And still I felt the responsibility to be part of this. Why? Because I choose to be a journalist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I, I guess I'm just trying don't to... Don't ask me why, because all the time I ask myself, why you put yourself there? I was like, I don't know, but like there's something inside want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm just trying to picture you, you know, reporting on this really really heavy stuff yes and it's like every day right you know i can't even imagine it i, I can't even imagine it um but like so when you're reporting all this heavy stuff what are some things you were doing back then like all these times you're in beirut reporting on all this heavy uh duty things happening in, in the uh middle east what are some things you were doing to keep yourself balanced? Yeah, yoga. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> See, I passed on a period, yep, there was a period of time in my life, really I felt stress. Because you feel mm. like, oh my God, just you, you surround yourself with all negative news, you know, war news, mm -hmm. here, and so on. And it's really stressing your life because um, life is not only war. Like there is another um, part of life which is, you know, you you, you can live. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I just felt myself. I'm I'm a spiritual person, mm -hmm. and uh, when I learned first time yoga, I really felt it's get me to balance. It's balanced my life totally. Like I. After a while, uh, I'm in in what I'm doing, but at the same time, I'm out. Like, there is such balance between you and the other things that you cover. Because when you cover that kind of really hard stuff and very intense uh, in news, and somehow you feel like you are so related, you are so in touch in it. But to truly in life, you are not in touch in it. Like you are telling the people what's happening, yeah, mm. but it's not you. That mm. you need this border or you need this space. And that's what really yoga did for me. So every time, every day morning, I uh, do yoga and do a meditation and I cannot start my day without yoga and meditation. 
Yeah. Um, when uh, when I moved to Canada, it's helped me a yeah. lot to keep myself balanced because you know you change. You, really, you, you took a really huge decision to change your life from uh, from uh, you know space to another space from aspect to different aspect. So I was like. Um, I'm here now when we came since 2019. It was mm. really for us from zero, really for us from scratch because we don't know people here. We are starting the yeah. new life and we have to take the decision what, where we want to complete. Do, do I have to complete or do I want to complete my career to be a journalist or I have yeah. to change my career because, uh, like, you know, we, we, we should survive actually. Mm. We have a family. So, yeah, I think Riley Yoga helped me a lot and still it's helping me to stay in balance and uh, mm. to put myself where I want. Mm. Yeah, no, it's good you mentioned yoga because on your Instagram, um, there's actually a dedicated highlight of just this yoga trip you took to India. Do yeah. you want to talk a little bit more about that? In 2018, uh, so I did first a program. It's called Inner Engineering with Isha Yoga Center. It's one of the um, uh, biggest uh, foundation in the world uh, which offering uh, yoga practice. And it's a tra- they are offering a traditional kind of yoga, not a twisting your body. It's not about twisting your body. You know, it's about how to get yourself in balance. So uh, first, I uh, I applied for a program. It's called Inner Engineering, and really, I saw how how was the impact on my life it was really huge impact. So then mm. I go like step by step to more advanced program, and uh, one of the most important program. And I think you saw the pictures on on uh, on my Instagram. It was eight days silent program. And, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. So for eight <laughs> days, you didn't talk? Yeah, like it's eight days silent, silent, silent. Just How is that for a presenter, for a TV presenter though? Like no watch, no mirror, like nothing, you and you. <laughs> How was that experience? I mean, Amazing. that you're coming from this... Um, world where you pretty much talk all the time see it's amazing experience because it lets you to realize that we have um what we can call in our like as a people human we have our silent mood and the I don't know what it's called, the crowded mood, maybe I don't know, but like the mood that we talk all the time, we are talking to, mm-hmm. and um, just you, this program lets you just to experience what's mean to be silent. It just experience the part that you have and you don't practice it, and you don't know you don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing about to be silent. Just sit and be silent. That many, many people, they don't know what's the beneficial to be silent and yeah. to hear yourself, to 
to be just in contact with yourself to see what kind of rubbish there is inside you know i don't know so it was for me a huge opportunity and it it's a transform me a lot it's a transform my life not to just a transforming me uh because like you be in touch directly with yourself and many people they don't you know I think many people they don't like to sit silent and with themselves because this silent put them in face of their crisis, their problem, you know. Um, so they don't want to see it. They don't know. They don't want to hear it even. So they are running here and here and keep themselves busy. But if you want to know yourself very well, you have to sit. set with yourself <laughs> uh yeah i mean you know you've been practicing yoga for a while now but like just you mentioning that i'm thinking you're right but isn't it a scary experience to like you know hold a mirror and like look at yourself and you know self reflection no. i just think is not no because this is this is a huge possibility for you to know who you are what do you want what kind of person you are you know it's 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 really a possibility um, it's not a problem we have the fear because we don't want to see and hear the truth about ourselves but mainly mm, yes, you need it yes. you need it to put yourself <laughs> in the right place <laughs> yeah know? yeah I, i guess you know you are right but at the same time it is also scary and difficult at, at, at least for some people I, i'm talking about myself now um like self-reflection can be very scary because you are in a situation where you can't lie like you can lie to everybody but yourself because you know what the truth is so when you are sitting in silence and just reflecting and all this yeah yeah it's it's actually a lot eh? <laughs> See, when I came from India, and uh, even here in Canada, sometimes, you know, I'm, I have many, many things to do. Actually, I do thousands of things in a day. Mm. But in some point, I feel like, oh, my God, I just want to keep this, you know, just like this, keep them behind myself and stay silent. So I really, I did it and I did it many mm. times. And still, uh, I like, it will be part of my lifestyle. Mm. If, I, if I don't have many appointments or meetings or work, just I pass my kids to the school, coming back, stay silent, no phone, no, mm. uh, no WhatsApp, no Facebook, no Instagram, nothing to do. Just sit, meditate, be in silent this four hours. It's energize myself. I energize For hours. Myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like last time I did it. And uh, uh, after that, just when I finished like my silent and I uh, bring my uh, kids from the school. So I was like, um, I was a very nice mood <laughs> because I feel it's my need. And then uh, we open the music and we, we start to play together. They are doing some stuff. And my husband, he came from his work and he said, Oh, you were in very nice mood. I was like, yeah, I was in silent. <laughs> <laughs> and now he said for me that like when he saw me, when he came from outside, he said, you what? You were in silent. I was like, yeah. 
Mm. Because really, you energize yourself. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. See, your cell phone have the capacity. Sometimes you need you need to you need to put your cell phone in the charge. You need to put your laptop in the charge. Man. So why you don't put your yeah. cell phone yeah. charge? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and and the other thing is that you know, I think just in general, we. I used to electronics, you know, like the computer, your phone, and then work, and then expectations from friends and family and stuff that sometimes we forget to just stop and take, you know, time for ourselves. Yes. Yes. I said all the time for all the people who's around me, really, we need to turn inward, not all the time outward. Yeah, there's many things to do. We have a responsibility for sure. But if you take care about this, if you learn how to take care about this and you understand this machine very well, how this machine it's work, then you function better. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you have a mobile and you don't have the application of the mobile and just you using it um, randomly, it's different than a person who know each part of these cell phone, what it's contained for and how he can take the advantage of it. It's the same. Yeah. We have to learn more about ourselves, about ourselves and know ourselves yes. more. So you can function better to like with your yeah. family, with your work, with your mm. um, kids, with, with your friends. Really, it's for me, it's something essential. It's really something yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, especially the analogy of like phone and getting recharged. I, I think that that makes it easy to just do the work that is needed. Um, so, you know, you, you went through all this journey. Why did you two decide to move to Canada? You like, well, you and your family decide to move to Canada after Beirut. Uh, actually, we apply for a political asylum uh, for uh, in more than one country. It wasn't just in one country. And then we, uh, uh, then Canada accept our um, uh, our asylum. And uh, basically, uh, we choose Canada because. As after we did research, it's still um, it's a family uh, friendly for for the kids, and um, it's called in Middle East uh, what it's called uh, a dreamland, dreamland or something like that. Wow! And uh, yeah, so uh, and after our research, we we saw that. Uh, Canada still have the opportunities, they are supporting human rights, they are supporting equality, they are supporting um, like all the people who is in the same situation as us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's why uh, Canada wa was one of uh, many countries. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, you go through this whole process, you move here, like you said, you pretty much have to start your life from zero all over again. But this time you decide, okay, I'm not just going to go be 
like a news presenter for CBC or Global or wherever, I'm actually going to start my production company. Uh, my question is, is this something you've always wanted to do? And what was the process for starting One Frame Productions? Yeah, because, you know, um, because I'm new here and uh, still I don't have the connections with the, uh, with the media industry, actually. Uh, at the same time, um, people say they don't know you and they don't know uh, who you are actually and your capability. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, uh, it was parallel for me that I want uh, to establish my own things, like my own company. I want to be independent more than to be uh, hired or an employee in any uh, organization. So I think it was the one frame, it was between these two ideas. Uh, first, it, uh, it's given me the opportunity to know the industry more here. And at the same time, uh, because I want to be in, more independent. And uh, the company, it's really, uh, I, I think it's a good way to be more independent in media. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the process of setting it up? And how do you decide which clients you work with? Oh, (laughs) days of days brainstorming, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what was easy, you know, here, I think in in Canada or maybe in Nova Scotia, I don't know the other provinces, how the process uh, is, but but here, like when I when um, I decide to uh, to establish the company, I start to do so many meetings. I you know I don't know if you remember we did a meeting together and I told you about my idea and I said for you, I want to establish the company and my story was that and that and that and you were supporting me for to do it. But still, I remember that and I did many many meetings. Uh, with the many people in the industry and uh, uh, basically uh, all of them, uh, they were supporters and uh, they support me to, to do this, you know? Um, mm. And then we start to uh, register the company, uh, decide the logo, what's the name. So it's just take, you know, time uh, or it's tough yes. time, a, lo- a lot of time to decide. Uh, but now it's here. <laughs> it exists. Finally, it, it exists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was on your Instagram. I mean, for one frame. And, you know, I saw that your intro is great. The background stunning. I loved it. Um, and then you did this, I guess, like a profile on this candidate. How did you meet and how did you decide to work on that profile? With uh, Dr. Surah Haddad, the candidate of PC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I, um, I met her because I was looking to do uh, an interview with her. You know, she have a really amazing story. I encourage everyone uh, to watch the video about her story. She passed a very hard time, but she's really strong woman. Like her story, it's really inspiring. Mm. And it will let you to cry if you saw the story. But 
when I heard her story and she's inspired me. Oh my God, like she's really strong woman. Uh, and when, you know, long journey to, she left uh, Iraq and she was in a camp then to Greece, then to many countries till they are, they, they uh, moved to uh, Canada here in Halifax mm-hmm. uh, before 30 years. And then I told, and she wow. told me that uh, she wants, she, she will be like, uh, she's the candidate of uh, the PC party. And I said for her, we have a company and this is, and I explained for her uh, our background, like my background actually, as a journalist and TV presenter and all that uh, stuff. Yeah. And I said for yeah. her, oh, why don't we work together? I can I, I can manage your media campaign. And she said, yes, we need this. <laughs> yeah, we need to do our campaign. And really, I show her something from pre- my previous work, you know. Mm. And I saw her my, uh, I, I uh, uh, explained for her my experience and uh, she saw as well my portfolio. And she said, oh, I think you are, uh, mm-hmm. the right person that I'm looking for. And we start to work together. And you can ask her yeah. if she's happy or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, thank you so much for sharing as much as you have. Um, and I'm just thinking, every time we talk, it's like, man, I'm also hearing another interesting part of your life. And I'm going to let you go with this question. How do you manage to keep that passion going over the years, you know? Like since you were young, since 10 years old, you know you want to be a journalist, becoming a the young journalist, studying, and then even through all the up, uprising and all the negative experiences, you've always been pretty much doing this same thing. How do you keep that passion going? It's there. <laughs> it's there by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's there. It's there always. Um, nice. And, you know, because I think because I did what I love. Mm. I choose to do what I really feel it's matter to me. Mm. And uh, it's meaning to me. So that's why um, still the flame is there, and um, I'll I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Yo, uh, yes. Wafa, congratulations on one frame. I'm loving all the amazing things you're doing, and I really hope we can have another chat very soon. So thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary today. Thank you, Israel, for hosting me. Um, I'm really happy to be your guest. I'm really happy to talk a little bit about myself and about my journey. And I hope uh, that it's it's match your expectation as well. It surpasses it. It surpasses (laughs) it for sure. Because like every time you tell me something, I'm like, what? You did that again? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So thank you so much. Uh, Good luck for all, uh, all the things that you are doing. And uh, really, I follow what you are doing. It's all, uh, it's really something amazing. And uh, good luck uh, for everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. 